Good morning. Today is Thursday, November 11th, 2021. I'm your host, Evan George, and welcome to Bostopia News. And here's what's happening in the news today. Michelle Wu has named some of her first big staffing decisions, and she has decided to reappoint Sheila Dillon as the Chief of Housing and Director of Neighborhood Development here in Boston. Now, I find this worrying for two separate reasons. The first is that Sheila has held this position for nine years now. During that time, we have seen the creation of the seaport. We have seen the passage of Suffolk Downs. We have seen rents skyrocket. We have seen families evicted from their homes, all trends heading in the negative direction in a position that she has held again for nine years. And while, of course, she is not solely responsible for this. I know that some people I trust say that she's doing the best that she can. However, that is not good enough with a brand new administration if it is their aim to radically change how we do housing policy in Boston. And most notably, the future of the BPDA, which will be decided in 2022, Sheila has worked alongside with for nine years. She has friendships, interpersonal relationships, and I have no doubt that she looks at those people and also thinks that they're doing the best that they can. I was hoping for someone new, someone with a radical different vision of housing in this city, who would be willing to look at the BPDA as an adversary and not a partner. Because it is either we are going to radically change how we do housing policy in this city, or we're going to make small marginal improvements. That is the divide. In what direction does this hire tell you we're heading in? Again, let's hope I'm wrong. Kim Janey held her farewell bash yesterday, touting some of the amazing actions her administration did while she's about to get ready to leave the big office next week. Those are the words of Sean Philip Carter from The Herald. Quoting now from Kim Janey, I think I've done an amazing job. I think it's an incredible city. I think we've had a lot of challenges. I think we've worked through them, and we have put our city in a much better position. One of those big changes was the changing of Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day. Michelle was, of course, there, along with Ayanna Presley. And I have to imagine most of both the current and incoming Boston City Council. Maybe I'll do a recap of Kim Janey's term at a later date. But for now, best wishes and farewell. Possible passage of the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill at the federal level has rumors circulating that it could send Massachusetts enough cash to finally get the east to west rail on track. Part of that federal legislation includes $66 billion for the Amtrak to fund upgrades to current routes, and chief among them, the Boston to Washington Northeast Corridor seems to be getting a lot of the money, or would, hypothetically, were it to be passed and signed. And this is getting people to envision the East-West Rail, which would connect Boston to Springfield. On a quick anecdote, I had to go to Holyoke the other day, and if I were to take public transportation, I would have had to have gone from South Station to Hartford, Connecticut, back up north to Springfield, Mass. 
any investment in rail, I'm going to support. We need more trains. The proposed cost of this project is somewhere between 2.4 to 4.6 billion. And I, for one, love this idea. And staying with public transportation, Twitter user Chris Friend, at Friend Christoph, was tweeting during an MBTA budget hearing and revealed just how much more money the MBTA had than they were spending on ridership. That the T in this past fiscal year finished well above budget and actually transferred $500 million in federal funded, which was intended for operating expenses like keeping the T going, instead into operating budget deficiency fund, meaning the cuts that were made to public transportation were unnecessary. We had the federal funding to maintain them. Instead, they chose to gut public transportation. And in the further breakdown, even removing the federal funding from the first quarter of this fiscal year, 2022, which I believe starts in July and end of September, the T was running just over $20 million, which is basically 1% of the overall budget, meaning the T was almost completely independently solvent. And the reason for this is because the fare revenue was way above expectations coming in at $30 million during that time, which was 60% above what the budget assumed. So not only did we not have to have those cuts, but the state is transferring more and more of the funding onto the individual citizens rather than the government through public spending. Again, this is all policy choices. And that's going to do it for today's episode. I highly recommend you watch the first installment of the Wu Watch, episode one, The Rise of Wu, as it goes into her most impressive feat, which was her getting a seat on the Boston City Council back in 2013, and how exactly she was able to accomplish that. And besides that, take care, and have a great rest of your day.